0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Is it Monday
1: already?
2: Where did my weekend go? Oh, it's the winter sports season, Dennis. Like, days don't exist. It's just a constant grind because, well, most of the time we'll get, like, an odd Saturday off. And that's just from this. We usually have other stuff to do. Sunday's... You might get off, and then you'll get an odd Monday or like Wednesday off. But besides that, it's just go, 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 and you wouldn't have it any other way. It feels like we're already in full swing of girls' basketball. I don't know what to make of some of the results Friday. We have boys' basketball coming up. And, of course, hockey has uh, gotten in, we're actually in full swing and some some very interesting results. And there's one player just being stupid good as he was in football. Yes. So uh, we'll get to all of
1: it uh, coming up in just a moment.
3: When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer.
4: 800- 250-7520.
2: Marysville
1: All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And a girl's basketball is what we will open with because Friday night uh, was uh, probably our most uh, loaded uh, schedule yet here of the uh, early uh, season. Quite a few uh, games. Let's start at PH because we had some questions about the Big Reds and scoring and a new coach there and, yeah, they, they crushed Chippewa Valley.
2: And Chippewa Valley hasn't been that good in quite some time, but they crushed a team they're supposed to crush. And Ileana Williams, welcome to the front stage. 19 points. Izzy Trombley, 11 points. Kind of exactly what you wanted to see from Portier on high.
1: Yeah, and those were two players that we talked about when, when we kind of previewed what was going on. We, uh, we thought Ileana Williams could step up and, and be a scorer. She showed flashes of it last season. She would go off in games mm-hmm. and have stretches where she was hard. If I remember correctly,
2: she had a big game against Northern
1: yeah. at Northern. Uh, and, and she would be hard to stop. But it was streaky. So you you want consistency. So night one against Chippewa Valley, you got 19. Now when you get into Mac Red play, you need to still continue. You're not going to get 19 every night. Right, That's an exceptional number, uh, but you, you need to be that name that we're reading constantly. Ileana Williams led the Big Reds, mm. um, and Izzy Trombley was a player we missed her last year because she got hurt right away. Something about the Trombley girls getting hurt early in Yeah, it's been a rough
2: for them, um, but back and doing what we thought she could do. Yes, and I'm sure there will be nights nice. she'll be the leading scorer, but that's a nice, solid win. A well, a bludgeoning over Chippewa Valley. Chippewa Valley never had a chance in the game, and Portion High starts off on the right note, and they just keep chugging along. Now, this is a game that I saw, and I was shocked, uh, and, and i was still shocked.
1: trying to figure.
2: <laughs> I wasn't shocked that Marysville beat Northern. I was shocked they beat them forty-seven to ten. Marys
1: well I mean and and Marysville obviously they gave up 52 against North Branch early last week and that's not what Marysville does. No. They don't get scored on like that. So clearly the focus was on defense and they were smothering. Like it was it's what I'm used to seeing when I go and see Marysville's girls basketball team play the the last really 3 4 years. Um, where where they just absolutely blanket teams. They play in your face. It, it was from, from Marysville, it was everything that I was used to seeing. Right. Um, they were very balanced. Everybody plays. Eight kids scored. Um, you know, the Cara Miller had 10. Megan Winston had 9. Uh, Avery Walters had 8. Ryan Quain had 7. Two players had 4. A player had 3 and a player had 2. I mean, that's Marysville basketball. That's what they do. Um, So anything that Marysville did in this game didn't surprise me. It was what Northern couldn't do in this game that surprised me. Um, I know they're young, Brady, but they really struggle.
2: And it wasn't full-court pressure. It was pressure at mid-court. Yeah, that 1-2-2 zone press they do where they trap in the corners. Yes. And and if you get... If you start struggling with that, if you start panicking, that style of press can really set you back. And, and
1: they really struggled with it. They turned the ball over a lot. But the times that they did get into their offense, boy, did they miss a lot of shots. They they made three field goals the entire basketball game. That's not good? No. Uh, and And they hit a three to start. Kate Nichols came out, knocked down a three, three- nothing Northern, uh, and then Marysville scored the next 10 points. So it's 10, three after one. Northern opens the second with a basket. make it 10 to five. Next 18 points are scored by Marysville, and Northern didn't make another basket until the fourth quarter. So they went the beginning, the very early in the second to middle fourth quarter
2: without making a basket. That's the second drought we saw last week of, of teams just not scoring. And, yeah, that really confused me. Now, if if Marysville would have held them to 20 to 25 points, all right, Marysville's defense good. But 10 points kind of shocks me and concerns me a little bit. Now this week for Northern, I want to see who the real Huskies are. Are they the team that battled with, a, with Yale? Are they a team that could only score 10 against Marysville? They host Gross Point South. They go to Almont. Show me what, what the, you are. I know you're 0-2. I still think you have a chance to win more than you lose this year, but Gross Point South is a MAC red team. Going down. It was really
1: good last year.
2: And I and I know they're up and down, and sometimes the Gross Point schools struggle with uh with girls' numbers just because they offer so many sports. But hey, show me what you can do. You don't have to beat Gross Points out, but go be competitive. They're coming up to you. You go to Almont, you take it on another B team. Make us take a step forward because this is a northern team that I still think has potential, but the way you put it, you said Marysville suffocated them. It was like a slow death.
1: Yeah, it, it was like watching somebody get drowned. Like I hate to be morbid, but <laughs> that's kind of what the game felt like. It's like you you, you knew that, that Marysville was killing them, but they
2: were doing it surgically. Yeah, because some teams do it, and it's like, bang, it's over. Uh, it's five minutes in, and you're down Yeah, it's 25. a shotgun
1: to the head. Yeah, Uh, This one was more
2: like, "Mm, we want you to suffer a little bit while we do this to you. (laughs) And that's how Marysville's defense is. They'll play fast, and they'll roll 9, 10, 11, 12 different girls throughout and just go, all right, hey, give me two minutes of of rabid defense, then we'll get you a break. And, And that's what they're, like I say, everybody played.
1: Everybody gets every stoppage they're running kids in and out of the game. They're like a hockey team kids are constantly coming over the boards on and <laughs> off the court. Um, and, and again, very spread out. There wasn't one di- it was stretches. So Walters in the beginning was got them some baskets to get them going. Then Miller heated up and got some baskets. And then Megan Winston started knocking down three pointers. And uh, and Ryan Quain quietly had seven points and was a factor in the ball game and was somebody that I completely forgot about we saw her it's softball season mm-hmm. she's a young player she was that call-up I believe yeah for came the run. up back and forth from from the the JV and and did some pitching for them and she's actually she's an athlete and she came out on the the basketball court and got into the to the post and was hard to handle, uh, and then stepped outside and knocked down a three. So there, there might be something there
2: too for Marysville, so, another weapon. I know that Marysville just did that to Northern, but you can't erase the fifty-two against North Branch. What is the real Marysville? Well, uh, because- I think
1: I think North North Branch is very talented, and the Gormley girl can score and watch. She had 23 in that game.
2: She's going to do that to a lot of teams. They go to St. Clair tomorrow on Tuesday. That'll show me where... That's a very interesting measuring stick. That's actually the only game Marysville plays this week. They have a week off after that before they play Marine City and Southlake. Southlake has some good players. I'm just curious to see where Marysville is because with limited data to use, with not a lot of things to take a look at. Hey, did Northern just have their worst game of the season and Marysville had their best game of the season? Did Marysville just have the opening night struggles on the road at North Branch? I'm watching both these teams very closely because when a result sticks out, is it just an outlier that in a month we're going to go, that was a weird night, or is it a sign of things to come?
1: Well, that'll be interesting. I, I I remember a couple of years ago, this happened to Marysville. They played PH in the opener and PH ran them off the court, like 50 to 14 or something like that. And then Marysville didn't lose another game the rest of the year. So it was just that that night opening night, PH was really good that season Mm -hmm. and they, they did a number. Marysville wasn't ready to play in that game.
2: Well, I remember, And you then coming, they got ready to play. You're coming back going, oh, it might be a long year for Marysville. And then, yeah, and then they, they ended, ended up being up. just fine. Would you believe it if I told you that the game against Northern snapped a three-game streak where they gave up 50 or more? Well, again, you, you go back to the playoffs right. and the
1: teams that they were Lake playing. Fenton and Country Day, yeah. but still. Just, I mean, the it, win over Lake Fenton is still the, the single greatest girls' basketball victory for that school. And they nearly came back from 20-something down in the quarterfinal and won that game.
2: Right. But I just I was just looking, and it's funny because I don't think you can find too many Ryan Rathji teams that give up three straight 50-point games. Obviously, with context, it makes sense, but I just thought it was a funny yeah. little stat. But they play St. Clair, and St. Clair got a win over a New Haven team you felt they should win, and they thumped them. Four different players getting double figures, but a 69-24 win for Saint Clair over the Rockets.
1: Yeah, I I just I like the the spread out scoring, and and I like some new names in there. Mm-hmm. Kamorowski is a name that you know I, I think she came up and played last year at SC four uh, in the game we saw against uh, Lake Fenton. Um, they, they had some JV call-ups that right. day because some kids weren't there. But she had 11 points in the game. Aaron Saros getting 16 is a
2: really nice sight because that's a
1: kid that I feel like she can do that
2: more. Yeah, you feel like you can get double figures out of her on a nightly basis. And, well, they have a, a lot of tests coming up. As I said, Marysville comes into town. But here's a little quirk. So they're home against Marysville, right, tomorrow. They they're not home again until January fifth. They go almost a month without playing a game at <laughs> St. Clair because they're at South, like at Northern, at Roseville, at Clawson, and then the Weimar tournament over you, the you holidays. You know who's happy
1: about that? Who the parents?
2: Because <laughs> there's probably better parking at the road game. Oh God, <laughs> that's gonna be that is gonna be a mess at St. Clair. <laughs> gonna have to get there for like the freshman games just so we can park within <laughs> so a mile get, yeah just so you can get within walking distance of the school it'll be nice when they have a new gym oh, but it's gonna be suck right now but that's a nice win for st Clair. again big early measuring stick if marysville comes to your gym and you take care of business that's a big statement going hey it you're not top dog anymore but i'm sure Marysville's. Ready to come in and say, "Uh, uh, not quite yet." Well, the, the, I'll be interested uh, to find out because St. Clair
1: has Schindler in the post. Northern didn't have a player like that, so Marysville wasn't really challenged in in the post game. But also, there's no Sky Gottler this year for St. Clair, so there's going to be some pressure on the ball handlers for the Saints against that Viking defense. That if they come out and play like they did against Northern. Again, w- will St. Clair have the savvy
2: to get the ball up the court so that they can get it into the post to Schindler? Right. It's Yeah. Hey, post plays great. Can't get it over half court. It doesn't really matter. So
1: some some interest, interesting matchups to see. I, I think that's going to be – I mean, I, I thought
2: the Marysville-Northern game was going to be a good game, but I do think this is going to be a good basketball game. How about North Branch? I know Millington isn't like a state power, but they're usually a, a better program than not. 43-16, North Branch thwomps them.
1: Yeah, and and taking that score and then taking what they did with Marysville makes me go, we
2: need to keep an eye on North Branch and follow what they're doing. Yeah, I think North Branch very early is showing they're one of the contenders. Again, I really like what I saw from Yale, but that'll be down the line as we find out more. Armada loses to Kingston, and if you're not too familiar, you're going, oh, that's a bad loss. You shouldn't lose to a school like Kingston. But Kingston, Kingston girls basketball routinely punches above their weight. It was a double overtime loss, 66-60, and Kingston plays teams like Utica Eisenhower. They, they dominate teams their size, so that's not as bad of a loss as you might think just from – the outside looking. Yeah,
1: no, in. yeah, I I know Kingston's a, a small town, but Kingston's girls' basketball has been good for a, a little while now. It's kind of been them and Sandusky in the Thumb consistently. Yeah. Uh, so that that I that was a good basketball game waiting to happen, and it was a double overtime basketball game.
2: In in what or made a second game? Yeah, so. Still early in the season, Almont gets a 32-26 win over Oakland Christian. The Raiders pick up win number one on the year. Jesse Cotts with twelve and Lydia Lacavero with eleven. Yeah, and and they had to go to Oakland Christian, which is one of those really
1: small gymnasiums in the middle of nowhere. Did did some uh, some tournament games out there. Uh, was that, was that a district ago? or a regional? Regional. It was, it was a regional because Mooney's, Mooney's girls were there. Yeah, um, and uh, that that's just a a. a tiny little claustrophobic uh, gym. That's where I found out about Kingston basketball because they brought the whole town with them and there (laughs) really wasn't enough room for everybody and they were rocking the place and uh, but that's I think that's a nice win for Elmont. They're trying to find an identity. Um, I I remember being at Emily City last year. I think I mentioned this on one of the other podcasts where they they really felt that they didn't play well last year. That that they could do better better, but they just they, – they said our record is on us. We're, we're not doing enough, and so uh, that's a nice win for them early on as, as they try to figure out – because you know they have athletes. Right. Like, it's not a question of do they have girls who can play. It's just a question of why don't they play well enough to win more games.
2: Well, you know Sandusky has girls who can play, and – they do what Sandusky does. The Sandusky Wolves with the 63-20 win over Burton Bendel, And, I mean, come on. It's win number 792. The Altamont train is not slowing down. Oh, no. no. Uh, Morgan Teague off to a great
1: start. She's uh, been their leading scorer in both their games. 17 more points for her in, in this one. But they they, they have balance. Brooke Jansen with 13, Allie Jansen with 12. So these are all familiar names that we said last year. Um, Grace uh, Geeboard had, uh, had 10, so that's kind of the new name that, that we're sliding into the mix. Although, um, I don't know if it was Grace, but there was a Geeboard last year that that was a good player. So I mean, it's a lot of familiar names in Sandusky. Um, again, this this was one. I don't know a lot about Burton Bendel basketball, but this was one where
2: this is what I thought would happen. And that's just what Sandusky does. Yeah. It's what they do. All right. Well, that was, I believe that was it for girls basketball. Yeah, I just
1: wanted to mention Anchor Bay. I know Lance Cruz North is not Lance Cruz North of last year. But that's a nice Anchor Bay winning 49-44 on Friday against Lance Cruz North. It's a nice win for the Lady Tires because they kind of underachieved last year.
2: Yes, they did. Uh, so hockey's been going on, and there have been some good results, some not-so-good results, and a few more over the weekend. So we'll get into that, and then we'll talk about the week to come in Segment 3. Yep.
1: Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
3: When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor
2: for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is
3: located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
4: it's on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome
1: uh, back. Let's uh, go to the uh, ice now, uh, where we had uh, some uh, hockey games uh, played on uh, Friday and uh, Saturday. Uh, and um, um,
2: we don't talk a ton about the a legion thumb which thumb legion we've said it all the time best name <laughs> they're not even called anything they're just thumb legion yeah. which is awesome uh, thumb legion some call them eastern
1: thumb area uh, yeah. they got a couple of different yeah the one that's like yeah eastern, the state just calls them sandusky and it's th- no thumb <laughs> legion's the best name they beat uh, they beat PH 9 to 1 on Friday but the, the the story here is Caleb Letner now, we talked about Caleb during football season. He goes to Peck, uh, was the quarterback there, uh, set the, the, the state record for rushing, uh, and was just ridiculous on the football. What he did on the football field was stupid good this year. What he's done in his first four hockey games of the season, okay, four games into the season,
2: he's got 11 goals. Yeah. 11 goals. In four games. So he's almost averaging a hat trick a game.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Eight, 17, and two. They've scored 19 goals as a team. He has 11 goals. And, and assisted on points. two others. Yeah. Uh, he, he has scored a shorthanded goal in three straight games. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he had the four goals against PH, and then the next day he had their only two goals against Lenaway uh, Unified in a 5-2 to loss. But uh, just Caleb Letner is—I mean, he had a 30 goal season for them last year, and he's just a third of the way there already. And, and, and he's got 11 through four games. And I realize that they're not playing powerhouse teams.
2: No, every he wouldn't night. do
1: this in the MIHL. No, but he would still be one of the best player. Like if he if he played for Northern. He'd
2: still be one of their top players. He'd be a top-line forward. He'd score a good chunk of their goals. He'd be in on a lot. And, yeah, it's, and the other thing is Thumb Legion's not a powerhouse team either. Yeah, he's not surrounded by
1: a bunch of guys that, you know, put up tons of points. Um, but for, for what he does, he does it really well. He's just a good athlete. He's mm-hmm. just a good athlete. But, uh, I mean... Will, will he keep the pace? If after eight games he's got 22 goals, okay, get the record book out and let's start looking and seeing just actually what the record is. But and I think it's a lot. It's like a ridiculous Oh, number. yeah, because I, I mean, think one of the Ralstons had like 90 goals in a season. Well, yeah, because
2: Michigan high school hockey in its early days was kind of like the Wild West. Well, you, you also didn't
1: have the eight-goal mercy roll, which cuts a lot of – lopsided games out.
2: So. Yeah, wasn't the record for most goals in a game like 35 to nothing or something? Yeah, so, I mean. Hold you, on,
1: talk and I'll do you, some you, research. You, you used to have some really, in the very early days of high school yeah. hockey, Yeah, 1979,
2: very- Traverse City
1: beat Saginaw 48 to nothing. Yeah, so you don't get that anymore. <laughs> Unless you can do it in two periods, you don't
2: get that anymore. Which you might not have time in two periods to score 48 No, because
1: at eight, they start doing running time exactly. in the second period.
2: So. Exactly.
1: But uh, at any rate, uh, Letner for Thumb Legion, off to a great start. PH uh, struggling there, 0-5 now on the, uh, the season. Um, Marysville had won four in a row and were looking pretty good. Um, they were uh, playing Utica, and Utica is good. Like, a, a couple of years ago, you'd have seen
2: this score and gone, oh, man, this is a bad loss. Which, hold on, real quick, the goals record, yeah. In 1982-1983, Greg Rolston scored 93 goals for Flint Powers. Yeah. The next year, Ron Rolston scored 94. Yeah. And and, the, and there was a better Rolston than that.
1: So but He just didn't play high school because that's
2: how good he was. So, <laughs> yeah, he's got to get to 65 to even break the record book, which... I feel like you need to have a modern record because none of these are post nineteen ninety three. So that tells me that with the change in the rules, you need to have at least some, yeah they're, some they're, sort of like deliberating mark because it's not those aren't. I don't care if you get some of the best junior AAA players to come back; they're probably not scoring sixty five yeah. goals.
1: Uh, it's like Cap Anson. Okay, he, you got Cap Anson had this many hits, but he had this many hits in the 1800s, and we're not going to count those. Right, and he had this many hits in the modern century that we count. Right. So if if you look at where A he's at on player, the all time yeah. all time hits list, the numbers don't always add up. So yeah, well, everybody's just, list is different.
2: And by the way, the career goal record is Jim Johnson from Cranbrook, from 70 to 74, scored 249 goals.
3: I mean that's just stupid.
2: Again, no one on the goal list is from this side of Y2K. So <laughs> maybe just put something like hey, the games changed. There here are the modern records and then the all-time records. Yeah. We we changed the rules a little bit. So uh let's uh you saw a little bit of the Marysville game? I saw like the last 5 minutes when I was going to do uh the the pro game at
1: I remember Utica's
2: kind of a rival for them because they they were playing for the league
1: title and they spoiled each other last year. uh, And Utica came into McMoran and won that game in overtime.
2: Yeah, I I caught the last three. I had I known they were playing there because good thing I was there. Otherwise, that game doesn't exist anywhere (laughs) online. I'm assuming it's a game that's going to count, but it was five four, and Marys will score with under two minutes to go to make it a one-goal game, couldn't finish. But I think I heard um, over the speaker that Ben LaValle had a hat trick, which he's having a really nice season. But, yeah, that's a that's a game that Marysville probably wishes they had back. They they were playing much better hockey, but their streak comes
1: to an end. Yeah, so uh, after losing their first two, they had rattled off four straight wins before – that one happened but again uh, Ben Lavalle Noel Lavalle and Brayden Turner uh doing what they do they've been uh, terrific again to start the uh the season um Anchor Bay got a 2 to 1 overtime win over uh, Romeo on Friday and a guy I like a lot Mark Bonnet, scored the game winning goal so I wanted to get that one in there he's he's a fun little player to watch
2: all right yeah so so hockey this week we have some games don't we
1: yes we have a a busy week coming up. Let me just punch up the schedule here real quick so that I get everything right. Um, hockey on the... Because we did have a change on Saturday. Because- yeah. Uh, Thursday, we've got a, a doubleheader. Marysville and Gross Point North is the uh, opening game. Um, I don't know about this year, but last year North really struggled. Mm-hmm. So uh, And then Northern uh, has Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the second uh, game. So that's an MIHL contest uh, for them. Then on uh, Saturday m- uh, afternoon at one o'clock, PH is playing Saint Clair Shores Unified. There was an eleven o'clock game on the schedule, but that game is not at McMorrin, so we no. won't be doing it. So you just that have the one. At game. Eddie Edgar, and I'm not going to Eddie Edgar at eleven o'clock in the morning. No, you are not. Um, then we There's have a Saturday night game too. Hill and Anchor Bay play at Suburban. Saturday
2: at 6. That should be a good hockey game. That should be as well. Boys basketball tips off this week, as well as the continuation of girls basketball. And we'll have some very intriguing matchups this week. We're full go. We'll have six days of coverage for you this week. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yes, and on Friday, I want to get this in before I forget, because, again, I'm very proud of these numbers. Friday night, um, whoever's game starts second. Because we got two games that night. But Mm -hmm. the game that starts second will be the
2: 600th game on Get Stuck on Sports. And we're not even through our third school year yet. That's a lot of games. Real quick, guess the record for hat tricks in a season. Hat tricks in a season 20. 20. 21. That was close. You were. By someone named Tom Gora from Goodrich. Of course, it was in the early 80s. Yes, of course. (laughs) He had 14 consecutive games with a hat trick. Wow. (laughs) Was he playing 13-year-olds? Or they were using soccer nets?
1: Right. No. Actually, I'm sure he was very good, and I'm sure it's a combination of he was very good, and some of the teams they were playing probably weren't so good. All right. So this week, preview and boys basketball talk next. Or or maybe they didn't have offsides back in those days. (laughs) It was the 80s. Who knows? I know I didn't play any defense in the 80s. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market located in St. Clair is family owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly Specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
2: Marysville
1: You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, it is going to be a busy week of uh, boys and girls uh, basketball with a little bit of hockey sprinkled in, so very e- excited because this week will make it feel like we're in, in full swing because we kind of like, yeah, we did some games last week, but like there was nothing at the, was the beginning like a, of the week. It was a sprinkling. Yeah. This um, is
2: where we dive head first in, and it starts tonight. No boys games tonight. Harbor Beach is at Cross and Girls, and Marion's at MLA City in Girls. So have a fun couple of games there, and then we go full go. You have boys basketball, Marysville at Cross Lex. You'll get to see the Pioneers and how they look to replicate another successful season well, have Marysville on actually twice tomorrow because I'll be at St. Clair as they take on Marysville. But other interesting matchups: Lutheran North at Richmond. Lutheran North's usually a solid boys basketball mm-hmm. program. We'll get to see just how the Blue Devils pick up from last year. Uh, Anchor Bay's at Port Huron. Two programs that are looking to take a step forward and improve themselves and. Chippewa Valley at Northern on Saturday. That's going to be a really fun one. That's Northern's opener in like the Mac Champion Showcase and well, if Northern wants to win a district if they want to make a postseason run, this is a good good measuring stick litmus test for the Huskies.
1: Well, I mean, I'm obviously I'm excited to see Tyler Jamison play but I'm excited to see these other young kids for Northern that I keep hearing about. I want to see them in action and kind of get a feel for like just how good are they and just
2: how good does it make Northern. Right, and talk about bat- baptism by fire. No easing in. No games against lesser competition that you can kind of, oh, well we'll see where they're, no, Chip Valley. A, I believe the Mac Red Champs from a year ago. Some of the best of the best. Let's see what you got, kids. Throw them in the fire. See, I push them in the pool. Are you swimming or not? <laughs> kind of what happened with their girls' team last year. Yeah. All the freshmen. And, and and I thought they passed the test
1: pretty well. Yeah. Like like I I did. I I thought they did a good job. I think these guys are going to do. A good job. In fact, I think they'll welcome the challenge.
2: The, the two but that played football passed the challenge.
1: But but it's it's nice to know that when the going gets tough, you can give the
2: ball. Yeah. <laughs> you have a safety <laughs> valve. You have you push them in the pool, but you have the safety raft yeah, about you, six you, feet yeah, away. You, you've got a nice little life preserver
1: there that that you can. You you can tuck on yourself and stay stay
2: afloat. How about this for an interesting matchup? And last year it was, and I don't think we realized how big of a game this was early. Mooney-Richmond boys basketball Saturday at 3 o'clock in the Dave Jackson tip-off.
1: Yeah, because these are two teams that when they are really good, they are really good. And they
2: score. And they score. Sometimes they're their own worst enemies. More so Richmond, but yeah, Mooney, they they got into a, like a two-week-long funk last year that took them a little bit to snap out of. And Richmond, we said, sometimes game-to-game, game, sometimes quarter-to-quarter, quarter, you just don't know what you're going to get. But when Richmond's clicking on all cylinders, they were a couple shots away from dethroning cross Lex last year. They ha- they're the one team, Dennis. We think if we had to guess a team that if if you told me Croslex is going to lose a BUAT game, I think everyone in their mothers probably picking Richmond to be that team.
1: Yeah, uh, the the first couple of times I saw Richmond last year, I said, okay, it's a two team race, right? And then Croslex got their hands on them, and
2: the it first became game, a one team. The first race. game they kind of handled them, no yeah. problem. It was the second game in Richmond that was the the interesting part, but. Which was the reverse of a
1: season ago because Crosslex went into Armada. Remember, we're like, okay, here's the test. And they went into Armada and crushed them. And then when they
2: rematched at Crosslex, that was the close game. Yes, it was. But how about for Mooney? If they can jump up and bite Richmond in an early season game, don't the Cardinals have to be feeling really good about that now that they're in this tougher division that's they got rid of the A.A. because the A.A. was mad that they had to play the, the Central and lose to Brother Rice in <laughs> Catholic Central in the Catholic League tournament. So now it's this big conglomerate of Catholic League teams, and they're playing tougher competition. But if they can beat Richmond, doesn't that kind of put on notice that just because Mooney's a small team doesn't mean they're not necessarily one of the top five teams in the area because... That would be a big claim to lay if they beat Richmond. Well, they definitely have
1: I, – I won't say the best player because obviously that's reserved, I think, for Tyler Jamison. Yes. And there are some other, But they certainly have one of the most exciting players in Trent Rice. I'd
2: say explosive, too. Yeah, there I might mean, not be a faster person on the basketball court than Trent Rice. He He's just
1: exciting. They've got one of the best post guys. Um, Everhart gives them some extra outside shooting. I mean, they can be a team – and and I know last year they gave up some points, but it was kind of because they were trying to get more offense, and, and they were in they, they had a lot more run
2: and gun kind of games because they thought that fit their style. What um what's the minimum amount of points either team's going to need to get to between Richmond and Cardinal? You, Moon? You'd have to think somebody's got to get to sixty to win this game. Yeah, it's gonna it's going to be up and down. This is a fast week. Uh, what other things are you looking for here in the first week of boys' basketball?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm really interested. We're going to see Port Huron High uh, this week a, a couple of times. Uh, I'm going to get to see them against Utica, and you're going to get to see them against Anchor Bay. L- let's see where the Big Reds are at. I, I think they, they've got a lineup where I expect them to win more than they lose. Let's see if they can put it together.
2: And one game you'll see, you'll get to see who the heck's actually playing for Marysville when they tip off against Cross-Lex because we don't know how healthy the Vikings are coming into the year. Yeah,
1: if there's one team, and I don't make excuses for anybody, but if there's one team that has just had no luck at all when it comes to injuries and sickness and stuff like that, it has been Marysville's basketball. Going back to a couple of seasons ago when they had a really good team with the... uh, Singleton and those guys uh, and and they got derailed by COVID going into the playoffs and we didn't get that oh, Marysville CrossLex game
2: that we were just dying to get. Well, even before that we didn't get the Marysville Armada game yeah. which would have been just as much of an absolute slobber knocker between those two teams. But yeah, uh, see who gets to play for Marysville. You'll get to see a St. Clair team and they're going to try to pick up the pieces. They have some young guys that might step in, but see who really is the, going to be the guys taking the shots for St. Clair when, when they uh, take on Algonac.
1: All right, so anyway, I've, I've been rudely scrolling through here this, this whole show because I was looking for something that I every time I picked up my phone the other day, it was there, and now I can't find it. What were you looking for? Well, because MLA City's playing Marion tonight in girls' basketball, and MLA City's got a home win streak that's into the 30s now, and I wanted to give the exact number because it was in a post
2: that I saw. um, I got you. Because... Um. Because, yeah, the M.L.A. City has got and Marion's usually a, a really strong yeah, the, team. Yeah,
1: this, this, is, this is a team that uh, a few years back when Northern's girls were making all those runs, they, they ran into to Marion, and it was a really good Northern team, and, and Marion made it look easy because they're usually
2: loaded. 29 consecutive wins for M.L.A. City on their home floor. Yeah, so the, the, they're going for number 30 tonight. Yes, they are. It's that's a good
1: str- – I don't care who you are, who you're playing, what you're doing. You win 30 games in a row at something, you're, you're doing something right.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's through multiple seasons. I think that dates back to the 2020. Actually, it might go all the way back to 2019 uh, for their last loss on their home floor. Yeah. Because so. I know they didn't lose at home, la- obviously, last yeah, obviously not year. obviously last year. They didn't in 20. So, yeah, this probably goes back to the 2019 season.
1: So that that's that's a pretty good stretch of uh games. So um interested to see how that one uh goes uh tonight. Um just kind of looking through here to see what the other games
2: are of interest. I think we covered uh, everything. Yeah, we got just about everything. I know there's a few games we won't be at, but should be a good set of games. By the way, Emily City did play Saturday. They beat Schwartz Creek 47 to 11. Yeah, so, uh, again, I, I know they lost Mary Langeman, but I'm telling
1: you that they have a lot of good basketball players there, and this is an opportunity for some of the other girls now to to get to take the shots that Mary used to take. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of like w- we'll see at Northern, but Mary Mary was their Tyler Jameson, and she was their safety blanket. Yeah. And if the game was on the line, you knew who was going to get the basketball, whereas – this year they don't have that, so it's time to let some of these girls out of the nest and, and show what they can do. And I think they have three, four, maybe five girls on that team that will be just fine, and they'll be just fine.
2: Marion 1-1, one and one, by the way. They lost to Oxford last time out. They beat Liggett in their only win. Okay. They're usually pretty good though. So that should they're, be a good. I mean they're a big team. school. They're a division 1 school. They they lost to West Bloomfield in the districts last year.
1: And we talk about, you know, going out and facing tough opponents. This is something that Emily City's been doing for a couple of years now.
2: Yes, they haven't usually they're the ones going on the road. Yeah. So, nice to have somebody go to go and have to play there. So, I'll be at Marion at MLA City, Dennis, you'll be up in Crosslex as the Pioneers look to get back-to-back wins to start their season.
1: Yeah, they play Harbor Beach, and I'll be uh, interested to to see if they can keep up the scoring. They had 45 against Deckerville in their opener, that's a nice number for them.
2: Yes, it is, and tomorrow you will be back at Crosslex, this time for boys' hoops, as Marysville goes up as those two teams tip off. Marysville and Cross-Lex. I'm excited about
1: this because uh, you've, you've got more Cross-Lex boys games than I have I,
2: in the last couple of years, so I, I, I stole this one away from you. And I will be at St. Clair. <laughs> I don't get a consolation prize at all. I get St. Clair Marysville girls down in St. Clair. Yeah, that, that uh, is a game that intrigues me, as we talked about a little bit in that
1: first segment. Marysville really good on Friday defensively, and St. Clair – I think, is a team that can
2: challenge them if they can handle the pressure. Yeah, that's that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, so
1: should be a fun week. And as I say, we'll get to 600 games before the end of the week, and we're going every day, Monday through Saturday this week. We've got games here on GetStuckOnSports.com.
2: And we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about what we saw Monday, Tuesday, and, yeah, we're, we're full go now. All right. I like it. Yay.